0: All right, let's uh, quickly remind you of the WhatsApp voice note number 0605842250. I think yesterday when we ventured on a journey to try and find out and figure out and dig deep as far as this uh, Bitvest VIT deal is concerned, You got what you got as far as that conversation is concerned. And I know that we didn't have time uh, to also indulge and engage with you. Um, So we will spend a a bit more time today. We'll also include your comments, your reaction to everything that has happened so far. I mean, everything just kind of seems very cloak-and-dagger type situation right now. It, It might not make too much sense. It probably didn't make too much sense yesterday. I don't know to who or to whom this makes a lot of sense too. But we also got to spare a thought because if this is the route and the direction, whether it was platinum stars going to, you know, from silver stars and whether it was, uh, what are you talking about, uh, Pumalanga black cases, uh, becoming Cape Town City, whatever the journeys have been, all I'm saying is that we also sitting right now on the verge of possibly finding out what's going to be happening with Birmingham and Celtic now it would pain so many people that come modern times football in this country was as good as a check that football and the history that lies within certain clubs is worth what was called yesterday a gift. Imagine. hundred years next year. And you just give. There's a gift. uh, Yeah, take. So, for me, baffles a hell of a lot. Yesterday was about searching for the truth around the deal. Today we also have to figure out people that were part of history. Imagine if, I don't know, I know this sounds crazy, it'd probably never happen. Like today, we celebrate June 16th. It's Youth Day. We go back to what happened in 1976. But if the country was completely sold, oh, nobody will recognize June 16th. It'll just be another day. People will be working. There'll be no historical relevance to anything. Right, so as I said, I'm using a completely off-the-wall example. But let's also think back. Case achieves 50 years celebration. Sundowns, 50 years celebration. But they still maintained that that was sundowns in all of the sales that were there and the takeovers and the handovers, etc., So how do we explain this to individuals that were part of the history of WITS? I mean, this possible relocation of Budwez WITS to Limpopo, yeah, it's received reactions. mixed reactions. People in Limpopo celebrate and say, yes, we're going to have a nice derby, we're going to have four teams. Fine. That's not a problem. That's not what we're dealing with. And we don't blame the people for having expectations and being excited. That's okay. now the history of the club is what we're talking about the buying and selling status is obviously not not a new thing in the PSO but the main concern here seems to be something like a name change relocation loss of history I mean one of the best midfielders at Vitz in his era you remember the name Rod Anley then trust me, you know the history of Witts University as it was then. Rod, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome to Marama Sports Worldwide. Hello, Robert. How are we doing? Long time no chat. No chat. Oh, I know. It's, it's been forever. <laughs> I mean, who would have ever thought that I would chat to you uh, when they're erasing the history of everything that you and the generation before were able to do? Give me a raw, Stop. honest human reaction to this. Oh, stop it. Are you making me sound like a fossil. I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, Rob. Love it.
1: Yeah. Um, amazing things happen here and I think you hit, the, uh, you hit the nail on the head. I loved your analogy about 1976 and if we sold it, where would it go? And I'm not yeah. in any inference drawing a uh, um, uh, 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 parallel with the University, but as you said it earlier, 99 years old, 100 years, um, anything that's 100 years obviously carries a lot of history. And we just hope that things um, are not just uh, diluted in that in that re- relocation. I know that we, you know, the people of Limpopo are going to be very happy that they've got four teams or whatever it is in the mm-hmm. Limpopo area. But we have four teams in the Limpopo area that are hovering in the relegation zone. And that's my concern, is that uh, we can't maintain uh, the status quo or something like that. You know, life comes along and history changes. There's nothing wrong with change. I think change has to be embraced by everybody. But it is a sad day when, especially in the sporting fraternities, things like this get lost. Or hopefully um, everyone is expecting it to be lost. We just hope it isn't. That's it.
0: I mean, did you ever envisage this, Rod? I mean, we talk about so many different great areas within Wits University, as I was calling it then, because that's the original name. Did you yeah. ever envisage that you'd get to literally months before you say, yeah, happy 100 years, and then boom? I mean, it's a long, long time. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, many things happen. And, and Wits is, you know, when one one speaks
1: about Wits University, and you immediately think of it as Witsland to Johannesburg, and that's where they've been based primarily because the club originated out of the amateur ranks of the Wits University football club. What happens now is a big concern because there's a huge infrastructure. There's a football breeding ground that that springs to the NSL, the NTSL that used to be in those days, and it's a, there's junior football all the way down. That, that, that you know, what happens to all of that? That history does it just like disappear, and does the club now have to start all over again? Um, you know, it, it, there's a tough things that have to be addressed and looked at and and, and considered, and I just don't know whether the the, the powers that be that in, that uh, approve the sale of things like that take things like such as that into consideration.
0: Absolutely, but that's why we're trying to interrogate this to find out, and and you know what Rod is, is very sad is that, and I've found this through years of doing this show and just being involved in, in sport, and especially in football, is that you always have to dig up for the truth. You know, the transparency side of things is very difficult to get to. So you almost spend 50 minutes trying to just dig out and dig out the truth. Whereas in in, in the modern era, all you would prefer is, here's a press conference, hi, we are BitVest, hi, we are Wits. We have now sold this entity uh, to TTM, and the terms of the sale – include one two three four five and then we all walk away understanding so that we can interrogate the issues if there are any now this just opens itself up to he says she says that one argues that one counters this one says no they haven't registered with the league yet we, we don't know about the sale but the thing is the person who says that they've bought the team or got the gift as he calls it says that it is his they are starting to sell the players kevin hunt is out of a job as of next season I mean, it's an incredible, crazy scenario to be in. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this unfold in all your years involved in football and post-football.
1: Well, uh, you're 100% right, is is that, you know, nothing is clear. Um, You know, uh, (laughs) the rise of investigative journalism is just something else. And um, it's sad that it has to come down to to, to the sporting environment, but uh, that's a different story. I mean, the fact that Bits are riding and you've had the manager, one of the most successful managers for the last 10 years. Somebody buys the club, takes him to Limpopo, and uh, he doesn't want the best, one of the best managers in the league. I mean, you know, and, and some of the best players in the league. So we sell up those assets. What do we plan on doing? Guess what? How many times have you been to the Bits University football, to so the Bits Stadium? Um, it just used to be Bits University when I was playing. And you see the history. You feel the history creeping out of that stand there. Not the greatest stand, but it's it's, it's history. It's like you're going to play football at Orlando Stadium. When all those old those open stadiums were torn down, and we now have a magnificent stadium, but that history is gone. You know, oh. it, it's, it's hard to comprehend, hard to replace. You're never going to replace it. Um, and hopefully, I, I don't know. I just can't answer that question. The man, but does bother.
0: What would you say are some of the fondest memories, though, for you in that golden generation, Rod, that you had playing for Wits University back then?
1: You say a golden generation? They were tough times, eh, Robert. They were wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, I think, you know, uh, not all of us were fully professional. But both our yes. opponents, our, our colleagues and what have we. So we used to come down two, three times, sometimes four times a week and what have we, and train. You trained your guts out and you gave you all. Yeah, It's it's a funny thing, and football does move on. So I've played in in that environment. I've played professional football full-time as well. Man, I I, I played overseas. I longed to come back and give it um, the all, where you were playing kind of part-time, and the the guys through there, they're better It, you know, your opposition were training part-time, and they were doing their best, and I thought it brought out the best in, in, in people. Um, and then I, having participated in, in professional football, you look after yourself, there's no doubt, because you've got to be playing six to seven times a week, you know, and, and, and you've got to look after yourself and prepare yourself for the week after. So there's a lot of things that it's a, t- a completely different mindset from playing um, as we did in the 80s and, 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 and late 80s to playing full-time professional right now. They, they, they're two different worlds, they really are.
0: I mean, two different worlds, but you, you are always that competitive team. You know, that that for me is what stands out. I mean, I, I read Mike and Dombella's article in the City Press, and he had a couple of good points. We'll share that with the listeners a little bit later on. Um, Because initially, you know, you guys were this white team, and there these duckies started coming, Mike uh Mike (laughs) uh came through. But there was this all-encompassing, welcoming uh, feeling that came through. I mean, you had your Jimmy Cokes, your Rodney Bushes, your Martin Cohens of this world who were all playing at that time, and you were central as far as that is concerned. I mean, surely that also, you know, historically, Rod, while we talk about this, it also shows that there was a certain time where barriers were broken and Wits University was very central in terms of that.
1: You know, Robert, you 100% right. That's that's a fantastic point that you bring up there. Um, without realizing it, what were we doing, we're playing sure. sport. We're breaking down barriers. Wits University out there in the leaders in the front, you know, uh, in the 1980s, as a student, you're writing and you you, you one of these uh, you know, in the roads and you you standing up for people's rights and whatever. The next week, you you you're dodging policemen and what have we. But that's a different story as well. Let's bring it back to the yeah. football field, where at Fitz University, the other you know, the, the funniest thing I ever heard was um, this is considered a white club and no black players can go to play to, to play at Fitz. Hold on, <laughs> you know when when any. When any player of colour was brought to this, the first thing that happens, okay, do you need to study? Do you want to study? Colour was not even an issue as far as that was concerned. You were just brought into the team, uh, trained hard, got kicked hard. I remember Rodney Bush giving Mike Mike, uh, McGinner a kick and Mike saying, what are you doing? He says, this is how we play. This is how we practice. And you practice like you play. He said, but Rodney, we're on the same side. He said, but no, you weren't on the father's side. You were against me, so I'm going to win the ball. You know, and that that wasn't just one player. It was across the team, across it. I was no different to, to Mark and Tambela as, uh, as I was to, to uh, Mark Mangena as I was to Rodney Bush. And we just, everybody climbed in and played the game because you know what? You had to deliver a point. And when you were paying for 25 Rand a point in those days, that was a lot of money.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, you have to put that into it. Correct. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's why I'm saying that you, you would never be able then to ever reference that. It would be the now defunct Wits University team. I mean surely it it, it can't oh, be that easy though rod to to erase what do the kids then that's heart rendering that's yeah. heart rendering it really is because you know what uh, playing when we used to get down and play
1: on on, on, on on get down to training there's four of you or five of you who haven't been home, you've just gone straight from lectures, so you' had lectures from eight o'clock in the morning. You're down there at 4 o'clock. You've got an hour to kill before the working men arrive to come to, and to participate. You know, the, the time that you shared just knocking the ball about, doing this, and the coach comes down early, the manager comes down early. Jeez, he thinks you guys are training hard. Sure, we are training. You know, you, tell, you enhance your skills. It's time alone, time away from the field and doing what it is that you have to do. I don't know that players do that today or they uh, they may have times to to do it themselves. You know, full time full time job. You find time to do that, but um, yeah, you, you know, you develop relationships over those kind of times, and then they special moments. You you you. There's an affinity towards your club that they provided this facility for you, and you're there. You're forever grateful for having having played at that at that at that facility. Um, yeah, a lot of sad, a lot of sadness coming in out, uh, out of yeah. that, uh, and just seeing all of that dissipate and, and move away from you, and being lost to football today.
0: I mean, do any of the former players? I mean, I don't know, Rod, in terms of how many of them you keep in touch with, uh, but it would have sparked a bit of a conversation with some of the guys. Uh, have you had a chat with anybody who was also playing then, or even playing after uh, you had retired? Yeah, I, I speak. I speak quite often with with
1: uh, Brian Palmieri, who was our captain at one stage yes. as well, and we're still very, very close. And uh, all we yeah, we throw our heads in our hands and we just—it's just a sad day. I, I talk with Greg Farson, who was a student there during this time and before he became a teacher and runs his own business with Gary Bailey, and he's just saying he, he just can't. It, it just people are gobsmacked. Mark Mocker yeah, as well, very sad. Yeah. Dave Jacobs. Um, also, you know, who won, they, those guys won the trophy, uh, the mainstay trophy in nineteen seventy nine. They were all part of that era, and it's it's just memories for them as well. Um, yeah, you know, it's just gone. Tony Jacobson, who lives in Switzerland, and Richard Kellett, who's gone down to the coast. They were all players in that that nineteen seventy nine victory against Kaiser Chief. and and. And, and it was a turning point in South African football, wasn't it? I mean, everybody mm. wanted to come to
0: Johannesburg to play in the NPSL in those days. I was certainly one of them, and I came up the next year. Unbelievable. And, and look what happened after that at Orlando Pirates. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why we, we still have to have a sit-down with you on the Legends show, because there's a lot to unpack as far as that conversation is concerned. The, I mean, a, again, as I was trying to figure out what your... Mindset is as former players, and uh, I mean, I, I did reference Mike and Dombella, and, and he even mm. spoke about the likes of Hellenic, uh, I mean, one of the yeah. oldest and most successful professional clubs in Cape Town. Uh, he, he mentioned that that team disappeared from the radar in 2004, resurfacing where not in Cape Town but in the East Rand outside Joburg has been only Premier United after the franchise was bought by the Glovo family, uh, yeah. you know. So then. You had only yeah. United, not lasting long. If you remember, there was that uh, Swedish consortium, Sven-Jürgen Eriksson. Uh, they re- relocated to yeah. KZN, Tanda Royal Zulu, a team that Bernard Parker would know very, very well. So he captured all of that in that article in the City Press uh, that Mike spoke about. And it just reminded me of these journeys that are halted because Hellenic in itself is another historical team. But for it to just disappear like that, you can never revive it.
1: You're 100% right, and you're you you know you, you're talking about teams that were predominantly, um, in, well, Hellenic was in what they used to call the White League, and then you come up to the, the Federation, you take Bluebells United, uh, Leicester mm. City, and all those, I mean, those were feeding grounds for players, that they're, 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 they're aspirational teams for players to, 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 to want to play for, um, you know, you used to go to, to Dynamo's, and Dynamo's is another yes. side, and all those franchises, and I did not know that this, the the Goran Eriksson loop went all the way down to Tundra. Yeah, you because know, I lost the track of that. Yeah, this is just, yeah, this is just beyond me. And uh you know, if you can't if you can't stay with it, just step back from it. And let it happens, See, would comes out of it. Now that you mentioned it, it's a while mm-hmm. back since I've actually heard about all of that, and it just revokes. It, well, it just recalls memories, and you think you just. You know, it, it leaves. I can categorically say this. Is that um, those players from, from going back from when we were still playing? They, they left and they gutted, and they, there's a there's a feeling of numbness around them. You say, "Well, gosh, whatever next? Whatever next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know." And uh, there's a lot of people who are saying that other in, in, in line with you know 1976. Whatever mm-hmm. next? Whatever next is going to happen? You know? Uh, are we aspiring to bigger things, greater things? What are they against? What's going to be the outcome?
0: Because you know, what the sad thing is, and I would like your comment on this, Rod, is, is the short-circuiting, as I call it, of competitive football. You know that if you're in the national first division, your aim is to try get to the premiership by virtue of what? By virtue of winning games, competing, uh, getting to the top, getting automatic promotion, or finishing in, in the <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That. It, so why are you buying? then why are you buying your way through, Rod, in terms of buying your way into a premiership status when you've failed to do that in the lower divisions? You know, you've got to cut teeth.
1: And I don't know that the the, the structures all below are as sound as we make them out to be and how um, flippant people may be with a couple of decisions made to favour some teams in that way, if you know what I'm alluding to. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you've got to go through those Nothing comes easy in life. We all know that. You have to experience it and go through it. You've got to put the hard yards in. My hard yards might be the foundation for the next person's hard yards, might be the foundation for the next person's hard yards. And that's what builds clubs. That's what builds spirit. I could walk into that Bits University clubhouse, after a football match. And I did this last, um, at the beginning of the season. Sat yeah. down, had a beer with Gavin Hunt, and he introduced me to a couple of players. And he said, Rod, you know, these guys don't do what we used to do when we were playing, but here you go. And you know what? This University carries that respect from players to generation yeah. to generation through their, through their juniors all the way through to their seniors. Where does that all go now? That's the problem. That's what we're looking for. The ethos and the, and the morality of the club is, is what carries it through.
0: i I remember the days when we were at the the university and john lathan and all the guys were there uh being in charge of this team i mean we couldn't even afford to get inside we would watch on the other side Got of the, the red. fence, yeah, exactly, because we couldn't. I mean, you had men's race that was right there, yeah. and um, you couldn't. It was not much of a vantage point. It didn't give you anything uh, as far as that is concerned. There by Bozzoli, uh, next door to it, by the yeah. cricket uh, field, and and you were able to try. I mean, this is where we were trying to watch uh, greats like yourselves there uh, playing, but we couldn't. I mean, it it was. A cauldron. When they said it's a home ground, it's home ground. Five thousand people. Fine. Five thousand in. Lock the gates. Cheers. And you couldn't That's move exactly. it because you played. Yeah. And we we loved that. If that
1: was your home ground. That was your home. You know, um, they always used to say, "Well," uh, and we used to have this fight with, with uh, our president at the time, Ronnie Slush and Raymond Hack, and say, "Why on earth do we go and have to play Orlando Pirates and Kaizer Chiefs, for example, in Orlando and whatever? Bring them to our stadium." And they say, no, we can't because, you know, we're just missing out on the revenue. He's saying the we revenue, want, we want to play these
0: guys on our home, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Because we know that we could do that, yeah, and that's the difference. Because well, that's your home ground, you know, but that's, that's, that was part of the problem is that when you start to seek uh, those financial gains, then you're, again, you're losing what it is. I mean, Manchester United, if they're to go play Stoke City or go play whoever, they would go there. So they would move from having, I don't know, 20 showers there to having three showers. So you queue your time, you shower, uh, you wait for the next one to come in. That is home ground advantage. That's what it's supposed that's, to be. That's exactly. You don't want your your, 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 your opponents to be comfortable in um, in where, where, where we were
1: comfortable. We knew exactly how everything ran. We knew the blades of the grass on that park. Um, and guess what? Uh, that stadium, I think, could only take 12,000. And if there were 8,000 in there, you're 100% right. It sounded and it felt like a cauldron and it just raised your game. And it was just brilliant to play there. What a what a pitch it is. I mean, uh. Uh, yeah. I don't. I believe the club name is even going to be changed, and that's
0: yeah, it's even going more to be sad. TTM. Yeah, I yeah, think TTM, that is yeah. that is that's part of the reason why we even having a conversation of this nature is, and, and that's why I respect the people who would have been in charge of deals from the likes of Mahobe with Mamelodi Sundowns to the yes. Chiklis family, and then down to the Patrice Matipa uh, family as well. Mm. They've stayed Mamelodi Sundowns there have been yes. tweaks here and there as far as the badge is concerned uh, and so on. But they have stayed that community team, uh, well, regardless that's, well, that's of what the boss together, right Robert. now stays in Johannesburg. Yes. But it's still a Mamelodi-based team. It still keeps yes. the name. It keeps the ethos of whether it was Piano and Shushai to the you know, great football that uh, Pizom Simane is now coaching. The guys to still play fluid, title-winning football. You, you know, this has never backed down from a, from a, a, a challenge. You always went into that park,
1: and you gave your you gave your bit for it. So, what are we now going to be giving? You know, you're throwing away 99 years of that to TTF, TTK. Uh, sorry, I'm being, I'm being facetious about that. No, right I know, now.
0: I know, but I can and and,
1: and and that's what I'm alluding to, is saying yeah. keep a name. Yes, you're you're in You're the only. You're in to make changes, tweaks, and whatever. But don't just come in and you know. Edgar's doesn't become uh, some other new fashion house tomorrow, you know. It doesn't mm. become Benetton tomorrow and there's no changes. Well, of course, it's also a aren't
0: mm. mm. no, oh, no, absolutely.
1: There's a lot of I gutted mean, people out there.
0: <laughs> I mean, what, what does an Eddie Lewis sitting in, 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 in heaven say looking yeah. down on this? You know, a Joe Frickleton, a Terry Payne. Mike um, Kenning.
1: Mike Kenning. Mike
0: Kenning, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um Jim Bone, yeah. I think, also spent a bit of time there. So, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know that, Julie Kaplan sitting in Australia. who was a uh, media, or the late media. Lexic. Exactly. You know, they're players. I mean, I, I know that I'm, I'm going to be involved in conversations this week. We were, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was being hinted at last week and what have we, and a lot of people didn't realize it, what was happening. And now that it's being confirmed and people are speaking about it, I know that this week is going to be full mm-hmm. of conversation.
0: Keep us updated, Rod. Thank you so Good much. Good to it, hear Robert. your voice. Absolute pleasure hey. having you on Metro FM as well as Radio 2000. Be safe. Be well. Nice chatting. Take care. Stay strong there, Rodney and Lee. Wow. Whew. Brings back memories, doesn't it? Hey, Peter Gordon. Hey, I was looking at Eddie, what Andy Giddies, uh, who was there, Frank McGrilish uh, All of those players. I mean, help us along. It's a conversation, like we say. We're moving away from the business side of things, of what has happened. We're looking at where, potentially, the future of clubs is concerned. What will happen one day when the so-called Big Three start to struggle? Do you raise their history as well? Is it as easy as that? South Africa. A lot of voice notes. Let's hear them. I
1: always think that, uh most team from uh, away from Houghton are struggling, Robert. So I think it, we've lost the competition by the relocating of it university to to Limpopo. They will never be the same team again. Only team that are here in Houghton that are so successful in the competing. That uh, we lose another competition, and uh, as a South supporter I'm disappointed because. Uh, I will. I, I, my, I bring at least is 39.46.4 from Kesa chiefs, but after this, it's a mess, Robert.
0: Hi, Robert. It's Boo here know. from Camden Park. Good ah, it's, and it's really unfortunate that money has become so important that it literally buys history and rewrites it to. The way Lumundo Nyamadi wants it written. ah I'm sorry about words. I'm really sorry, but something that's gonna happen it's happened before with bank-like cases. You name if you name it, a couple of them, it's happened before. But I guess money does pay for a lot of things. Thanks.
1: Good evening, Prawp. Good evening to the staff. Good evening to the listeners as well. Are we in Cape Town, Gwalanga? Listen, man. As far as South Africa and having this issue of status is being sold, like two words for me: instant gratification. That's all they're chasing. They want to be in the PSL, but the wrong way. I wish all of them can get relegated and go back to to wherever they were. It doesn't work. It's a joke. Good evening, Tarob. Ah, Tarob team a Thanks. Mr Marawa, good evening. Hi, you know the
0: Sale so, of you know, vets, bit vest vets, sounds more like a betrayal to the football lovers or maybe the history lovers because you know, we were only left with only one year to celebrate 100 years I mean, especially to those who are vets supporters but now, it's back to zero the history will be no more but hey, anyway, what will I say? This is Moses Mukwen of Ham It's a good
1: business move. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. Thank you.
0: Hi, Rob Maluput. Yeah, you know, uh, I seem to have missed your show yesterday, but I'm just catching up quickly. Marawa, this, this vet issue, it's, it's deep down. You know, it hits home personally when you think that as people do, you just throw history down the drain like that. Is it fair? You know, I mean, my kids like asking what happened in the past and, and I enjoy telling them those stories. Marawa, it's KG from Prabhupada. Uh, Thanks. Hello, Rob. Tafendras limpopo vets University, like all other universities, must remain developmental sites and focus on varsity football the same goes to University of Pretoria and of course Stellenbosch FC they are universities they have got facilities they should be breeding grounds for talent for the benefit of all the PSL clubs thank you Sports Worldwide. Unraveling the story you must know. Behind the story. You deliver. I deliver, yes. On Radio 2000 and Metro FM every weekday from 6 p.m. Hashtag MSW.